0: Uh, Hi, hi, my name's Mark Grist, I I used to be an English teacher, I'm approaching middle age and I really want to learn how to rap. Last time on Mark Can't Rap.
1: In England... Those living in tier four areas should not mix with anyone outside their own household at Christmas. <coughs> Bruce,
0: be- Brucey, oh. Brucey, it's not real birds. They're
1: not real birds. They're not in here. What keeps
0: me motivated is
1: love. I never forget the love that I have for the music. I went to a club with him and just seeing what people, how people reacted. I would just study oh, that that bass drop or, oh, that girl loves that part. and Just like, okay, I want to have a song that has that feeling. What if you wrote for me, Mark? What?
0: It's currently the end of April 2021. We've been in lockdown here in the UK since December now. The whole experience, a bit like my hair, has been long. It's been weird and kind of out of control too. We've had plenty of time during the past few months to unravel a bit. And I've certainly had plenty of time to write a banger. But I can't. I just can't. I don't know what to tell you. At various points, I've sat down and tried. I've put words together in my head and on the page, but it just isn't working. The The closest thing to a banger I have written during this lockdown was a verse for my dog, Bruce. And that was awful. Like some kind of Frankenstein experiment. I played the 16 bars back to myself the other day boy with my chew toy drag it up to bed bringing you joy girl little brucey in the hoose on the loosey little ferret hiding in the room doing zoomies on the tune oh I wish a wish a look at what i gave you i'm playful wanna scrap a tug of war never been ungrateful hey boo yummies my mind's unhinging i'ma get it started and it's time for ding it's not good is it listening back to it afterwards I remembered something that Shay D said when I played on my early tracks on the first series of this podcast. I don't know, like, why you're writing it, or, you know, do you get what I'm trying to say? I think that that's one of the the first things you need to ask yourself is to get, if you're actually doing this because you you want to try and see how good you're going to actually genuinely be, it's very different to if you're doing this as a fun experiment. I've been thinking about those words a lot during this past few weeks. And look, here's the thing. I have written something during this time. Something I'm happy with. Not a rap, but a poem. It's called the A to Z of lockdowns. A... Is for ambitions that start in your head. B for bananas you baked into bread. And C is for Cummings and Castles and Clapping. And D is for doctors and NHS staff who can't eat just applause and will still need our backing. I wanted to write something that unites us a bit here in the UK, that reminds us of everything we've been through this past year. Working through the alphabet seemed like a good way to do this as well as being a, a fun experiment, a, a puzzle to solve. E is for everyone says, we'll be fine, but F is for furlough. And what's that line on that G? Look that graph. the Death toll now looming. And H is for hugs, done mostly by zooming. And in this instance, this experiment worked pretty well, I think. I guess experimenting like this is something I've always done, probably it's to do with where I grew up, which is something I haven't talked about much on this podcast. I grew up on a tiny island called Unst. It's actually the most northern island in the whole of the UK, it's north of Scotland, part of the Shetland Islands, the most northern of the Shetland Islands in fact. Right now, Unst has a population of roughly 600 people, so it's small, as well as remote. My year group at school was just five kids, the year below me was one boy. And I'm very aware that for someone who's making a podcast about rap, I grew up in probably the least urban environment you can imagine. Growing up on Ernst, being so remote, most of my friends lived on farms. They had a lot of chores to do each evening. Electricity wasn't that reliable, and, and so I got used to making up games. Normally, games with words. I remember teaching myself limericks and ballads and... Then making additional rules and parameters to write within. I remember teaching myself to recite the alphabet backwards, then timing myself again and again, trying to say it faster and faster. Z Wakes, WV, UTS, RQP, OM, LKJ, IHG, Yeah, I'm a bit out of practice. The wind on my island was so strong that we all lived in bungalows. When we moved there, I took a slinky with me, but I couldn't find any steps to play with. There wasn't much of a playground. There weren't any trees to climb, but I had words. I could take them anywhere. I could experiment and push myself and play games throughout with words. This puzzle solving and experimenting. It's what kept me writing poems all the way through my teenage years. It's what led me to battle rap, battling opponents using sometimes only one vowel or removing letters from my rounds, trying to see if I could do it. It's there when I'm trying to rhyme with my own name as much as possible. Marked can't spit, parked at the bar with an old bick and parchment. this. no use to crafting bars, can't fit shit, don't get me started. My mitts aren't equipped, what I'm carving's hardly usable. Or when I'm trying to fit as many baddies into a track as I can. Bringing tyrants to the mic on my drive-by scavenger business. King of the swingers, nabbing your Christmas. Cooking up perfection, I'm killing web-slingers with a snap of my fingers, I'm bad. It's also there when I make a game about the concept of ghostwriting. Okay, let's start with the facts. My name's Mark and I rap. I've been having lots of trouble trying to master the craft. So I figured why not hit up some old blast from the past? Find out which of us could come up with the markiest act. During lockdowns, I've been isolated, kind of like I was back on Earth. And more and more with my writing these past months, I've been experimenting for comfort, I think like with my A to Z of lockdowns, or with my rap for Bruce. And I'm starting to worry too. Perhaps this pattern of writing and behaviour, this need to get into my head the way that I do. What if that's incompatible with rap? Too inauthentic or, or just too weird. I just feel so stuck in my head right now. I think I'm more stuck than I've ever been with a piece of writing. I figured perhaps I could talk to someone someone that's found a a creative pattern that works, that helps them produce work they feel proud of, someone prolific. And I think I know the perfect artist Genesis Elijah.
1: Plug. Jobless the one like Kalash, puff. And skinny man, praise and
0: love Genesis Elijah is a UK-based MC He's from Wolfhamstone near London His work rate is incredible He's got no label he's fully independent and he puts out track after track. After track,
1: I do proper things that I do things proper. Think I fell off my you off your rocker. I'm a power car, rock star topper, yes, they done dark, real top topper, bad one morning, double chopper, DJ dropper, dance lock shock car, shout out shocker, I'm like shot, I'm like terror, I'm in like horror. Oh I'm on a mad one. See me at the show with a bad one, hands on the back side and she got a fat one. I'm at the dealers. I want that one and that one. Came in a white one, left in a black one, turn off traction and then put my track on turned on race mode. Taps on foot to the floor, now it's time for stuff in the But I did my best and then I withstood their worst Built up my stamina by chasing Wiley for a verse Do no man curse, I'm blessed if I'm on this earth They love when they get you cheap, but they hate when you know you work. worth
0: Blizzard mentioned him during our chat Genesis Elijah's a good friend of mine and he absolutely kills it Since then, I've been listening more and more to Genesis Elijah's work And it's great There's plenty of tracks to listen to as well. He's always updating and posting and putting work out. Recently, he released this track. It's called Breakdown.
1: She said it feels like I'm losing you. I said, I feel like I'm losing myself. I don't know who is who is mad when you can't see the beauty and the beautiful. And I don't need much, just a patty and a supermo. I just want a hug for my mum, a kiss for my nan. Not winning, but I'm doing the best that I can. Felt like I had it all and let it slip through my hands. But you know me, I'm never one to sit on my hand.
0: I like it a lot. It's really heartfelt and moving. Not a banger, I guess, but it sounds so sincere so in the moment. I've played it a few times and I can't help but notice it sounds very different from his early material. Genesis Elijah's early work on Spotify, at least, has these dense, multisyllabic schemes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I left the game and came back in. I heard that they chased me out, but ain't happen. A few minds made some claims, they ain't back in. We never had beef cause beef ain't rapping. Please behave, keeps the sneeze and ain't rapping. We leave the name, napping, release the flames, dragon, peace piece, beating, gassing, beaches, face gassing, beach, and flame gassing, it, it's peak I straight rapping.
0: And breakdown in contrast. It does sound like he's less in his head.
1: Jordan Stevens DME when he saw some tweets that I wrote down, it hit me how somebody related and I just broke down. Sometimes we just need to be heard and validated. It's not just enough to get old, we gotta grow now.
0: Don't you think? Perhaps Genesis Elijah could help me work out how to get flowing, how to stop messing up and, and, and just get my work done. So I sent him a message. I explained about the project, and the following week, he popped up on my screen in his office. He gave me a nod and a wave, and as we checked our levels, I explained it's been a pretty confusing time for me. And I asked him how it's
1: been for him. Do you know what's funny, yeah? I almost feel like it's the opposite. I feel like... Um, have you ever seen those, um, uh, what are they called the guys who, who prepare for like the, the, the end of the world. Survivalists. <laughs> yeah, them, them, them survivalists, yeah. So because of the, the situation that I've kind of worked myself into, um, I'm an independent artist in the truest sense of the word, meaning there can be a project from start to finish that I've done everything for, from the beats, the recording, um, the artwork, the videos, everything. So to me, once you're, I was put in a position where all these other elements are gone, I was like, <laughs> this is nothing. Like, I've been doing this. Like everyone's, oh, I can't record or no, there's no one to, to shoot my videos and I don't know how to edit. I was like, come on, man. This is, this is, this is a Thursday for me. This is nothing. There was a, a, a story that had come out and it was like, Billie Eilish records a song in lockdown. And I was like, one song. <laughs> like, I've done 11 this week. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, and and there the, the, the was kind of the attitude from the industry, like a bit of shock. Like everyone kind of going, oh my God, what do we do now? And that was, I was ready for it. And, and I understand um, the live element is is a big hit. But even even with that, like I've never, I never really looked at the live element to be like the be all and end all of, of how I how I make a living. But... Throughout this whole time, I felt in my comfort zone. I felt, I'm, I felt good.
0: That's amazing. Would you say that you're like a glass half full kind of guy or a glass half empty? I, I
1: think to be in the position I'm in, I kind of have to be an eternal optimist. But at the same time, I'm I'm really realistic. Like I'm really, I I really analyse things. I'm a numbers person I'm a stats person So I'm looking at the stats Every single day What are we doing numbers wise What are we selling What's the streams looking like What's the video views Like I look at all of that All the time And not just mine I look at everybody's I I, I see like What am I doing Compared to anybody What am I doing Compared to Luna Like yeah. he's at a certain level Yeah So I look at where he is And think alright cool He's there Realistically I should be about around here. If he's doing this, I should be doing that. If if he's if he's still moving merch, I should be moving merch. All this kind of stuff I, I look at. So to me, I'm 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 just a realist about things. I I, I never want to be in a position of I'm never down on myself. I'm never like, oh, this is this is really bad. I always look think that things can be better. And I also feel like in the position that I'm I'm in, I kind of have to be the optimist of the next hit is around the corner. The next track is the big track. And that's kind of the way my mind works. And that all, that just kind of propels me through it.
0: That feels like so much to juggle. All those cold, hard stats. That would really clog my head up, I think. But it hasn't seemed to do that for Genesis Elijah. So do you have, where do you keep all this information? Like, Because when I started becoming a full-time freelance, I, I freaked yeah. out and I was like, I need to pay the bills, right? And so yeah. I first thing I did was I put a massive yearly calendar and I put it on the wall and I've got stickers and I put stickers up for, that were red if I wasn't making enough money by like a lot. <clears throat> and then Amber, if it was like, I could get by, I can pay the bills that month. And then green, if I was making like more than I needed to. And I was like, I'm going to make it so this is green every month. That's that's where I'm going to go. But it drilled into me a mentality that I've now kind of embedded.
1: Yeah. I think I'm quite similar to you in a way. There, were, there was a time when I would write down every single penny I spent, every single penny I made to the penny. Um, and And I kind of, I look at that very much like when you do a food diary. I see like a money diary, and a food diary, the same way. And really and truly, the numbers aren't really important. But what it does is it it trains your mind to be mindful of the situation. And then you get to a point where you can just eyeball it. So with the food diary, I could look and be like, "Yeah, I know that's about I'm I'm doing I'm I'm on I'm on target for about three thousand calories today. I can just see it. I don't have to write it down. After a few years of doing that, I have a saying: "Busy's never broke. So if you're busy and you're doing the work, the rest of it's gonna come. Yeah. And and I really that's where the discipline lies. So the discipline lies in making sure that you're consistent with the work. As long as you're consistent with the work, then for the most part the the outcomes should be there should be there for you. And that's why I work so hard because I'm just like I know what I need I know the numbers I need to be hitting. I know what I need to be doing to get what I want back out of this.
0: It's interesting how these behaviors become embedded. Conscious decisions that once took time and headspace now they're more like reflexes. What percentage of your time would you say you spend writing compared to all the other components?
1: Like 10%, if that. Like maybe 5%. Do you think that's surprising to other MCs that start out? It it might be. That's correct, but it's also incorrect. I might spend only, okay, for for, for my week, I might only choose one day to record. So I might say, all right, listen, Wednesday, I'm going to get my songs out of the way. Um, But... Because of the way, I don't write lyrics down. I just get on the mic, press the beat, start recording, think of a good line, boom, that line goes there, what comes next. That's how I make songs.
0: You can't hear it, but what Genesis Elijah has just said has kind of broken my head a bit. He's really thrown me for a loop. From the moment he said this...
1: I don't write lyrics down.
0: I've been listening to him, but kind of spinning out
1: the process of that, of making that song, that might've come throughout the week. I might've been thinking about a certain subject. You don't Something write lyrics down? Nah, nah. Someone hit me the other day and was like, oh, can I, I need a picture of your your notebook, your rap book. I was like, "I was like, the last time I wrote a rap was like 2014. Like when I record a song, I want it to be in real time and I want to be feeling what I'm feeling as I'm saying it, as I'm writing it, as I'm putting it down. So it becomes way more important to have the vibe and have the feel than it does to have like intricate bars. Mm. There are times when if I feel like going intricate, I can do that, but that's never really the the aim, the aim for me when I'm I'm making a song. So yeah. And again, it might not, it don't take me long to record a song, half an hour for a song, the song's done. What?
0: No, half an hour. That's
1: incredible. But, the whole week might be leading up to the stuff I'm trying to get out. And there might be things that are going around in my head, things that I want to say. So it it it's kind of like underpinning everything I do. Um, but as far as like recording time, it's minimal. Yeah,
0: tracks like breakdown and stuff like make yep. a lot more sense. Absolutely. Yep. So that that's that was
1: there. I'm not like I'm not going, oh, how do I feel? And then Then recording later and looking back and like, oh, I remember how I felt when I, I don't have to do that. I'm literally telling you right now, I just want a hug from my mum. That's what I wanted this moment. Like, like when I was writing that song, I was like tearing up and that's the feeling I want. I always want that for the song. I want, I want the authentic experience. So when you listen to it, some of you might not get it, but some of you will get it. You'll hear it, you'll hear it like, nah, this guy's like. At this moment, he's really telling you how he feels. And I want that with everything, whether I'm in a good mood, whether I'm happy, whether I'm, whatever emotion I'm trying to convey, I want that in the moment. And I feel like when you, when you write your lyrics down, you're doing a bit more acting. I always say this as well, because when you do like, so when you perform on stage, it almost takes you, you kind of have to act a little bit. So for instance, if I ever do breakdown on stage, I'm going to have to kind of, Get into that into that bag and into that into that moment. So there is a case of there is a bit of acting on in it. I would say like battle rap. To me, battle rap is musical theatre, and when you're on stage as a rapper, that's, it's the same thing because at this moment or at that moment, I'm not. I might not be sad. I might be super happy. I'm at a show. I'm with my friends. But in that when the when the beat hits, then I have got to get back into that into that space. Is it been a journey to get to that point? Then, so you said that you used to write. So, yeah. so what was
0: it that, that 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 took you on that journey? Because I've not I've not interviewed anyone that, that 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 goes about creating in that way, and I think it's really interesting. Um,
1: so, I was I've always been a writer. Like from when I started rapping, I was always you know you get your rhymes, you write your rhymes down. Then there came a point um, when I was really kind of getting into becoming a, a, I guess a professional rapper. Um, and getting my first like little deal or whatever, the, the space I was in, writing was really important because everything was really intricate to a point where we would write our bars and and there'd, there'd be things in the bars that you can't even hear in it. You could only see it written on paper and be like, nah, because that word rhymes with that word and that and every fourth line, that word comes back. And listening to it, you might not even hear it. Um, and then what I found with that is you kind of, you lose a little bit of, what you're trying to do. So I always use the analogy that um making a song is like making a cake. But I, I can make a cake and be like, yo, listen, man, this cake here has got 97 ingredients. It's got this in it, that in it, da 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 da, da. And then you can taste it and be like, nah, I don't really like it. And it, it to me it's always like, Well, what are we what are we here to do? Like, why are we why why do we rap? We rap to make music. What's the music there for? Now you can decide what that reason is. That reason could be, oh, I want this for someone to sit down and really just get in their Shakespeare bag and 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 break it down. For the most part, I make music because I want people to have a good time to it. I want music that I can put in my car and you know what I mean, put the windows down and bump and be like, yeah, you know what I mean. That's the vibe. Or um, the place I'm at right now, I'm making music. I want people to to really chill to. So. Going back to your question, when I stopped um, kind of writing so intricately, it was more to do with, right, forget all the the technical stuff. What did you say that made someone relate? What did you say that made someone go, oh, I felt that in my soul? Like when you said that, I felt that. And then from then on, that's all all it's ever been. As far as not writing lyrics down, um, I think when I was recording the album Private Moments in public, I was in Ireland and the um, engineer. And I was like, all right, cool. So then what I would do is I would literally memorize like four eight bars, spit those eight bars and then do it again. And then I was like, I kind of liked the freedom of that of not having to look at a phone and just being being unrestricted. And then from that, then going forward, that's how I did it. So th- there was two levels of that. There was one where I would try to remember, I've got a really bad memory. So there was one where I would try to remember a whole verse in my head and then spit it like how Wretch32 does. I, I can't do that, Like I can't remember. I can remember about four bars, and then by the time I start writing the next four, I forgot the first four. So that never worked for me. But then what I found really did work was the beat plays, the, the, I think of the first line and what comes after that. And then I could just go, all right, well, what comes next? And then what comes next? And then before you know it, the whole track is done. So that process over the last I don't know man Almost almost a decade To me has, be- has become really Really easy um, And it's become really natural And it's just the way I feel the most comfortable I feel like I get the most Out of a song
0: It feels like part of What you're saying Is that like Is if you're too much In your head Then you're not getting Enough heart in You know what I mean Like into, yeah. into the-
1: There's loads of that though Because there's a lot of rappers That I listen to That I'm like Yeah the flow's tight man The flow's tight The bars are tight But what are you saying mm. like i don't even know who you are like i, I honestly i'm listening to I listen to a whole song and there's nothing about that that had any personality and it's because what happens is people go oh this is rap so rapping is when you write multi-syllable rhymes and you try to rap as fast as you can that's rap so then go so people then go oh i can do that and that's what they do and it's like yeah but where was the you in it? Where was the bit that you said something that no one else could have said? Regardless of what the, 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 the trend is at the moment, regardless of what I'm supposed to say, regardless of what I'm a rapper, I'm supposed to be like this hard guy, this big, tough guy. Nah, I'm doing what I want to do. And when you, when you really look at it, when you look at all the greats, that's all they ever did. Mention anybody from Nas to Earl Sweatshirt to Chester P, anyone you want to think of, all they're doing is just telling you their life in their way, in a way that nobody else could have ever done it. And that's the bit I feel like a lot of, a lot of rappers miss out on because they're, they're, they're trying to be somebody else. It's that whole thing of the, the little kids who wear Superman pyjamas because he wants to be Superman. Superman don't wear Superman pyjamas. So you're doing it all wrong, kid. Like, And that's the bit a lot of these guys don't get. They're trying to be these rappers, but these rappers ain't trying to be anybody else but themselves. At what point did you start to think of yourself as
0: being like front and centre, like a musician or a recording artist or like an MC?
1: In, I think in in me, I've always felt like that's what I was, regardless of what I did. So I feel like from the age of 18, um, school, I was I was about basketball and I would rap, but never to like my schoolmates and things like that. I think the first person I rapped to, I must've been probably maybe 15. It was at like basketball practice and I had a verse and I was like, yo, spat this verse. And the guy was like, Who's that? I was like, me. He's like, nah, man, that's Mob Deep or something. I was like, nah, man. Like, so that was the first time I'd kind of rapped to anybody and was like, okay, they think I'm not rubbish. Uh, okay, cool. Like, I wasn't really thinking I was anything special. It wasn't until I was, yeah, like maybe 18, started moving in certain circles, um, really started getting my pen pushed and then started getting a different reaction. So I would notice that when I go to open mics, I would get a better reaction than most people. The, with rap, you got that that, that braggadocious um, confidence. But I would have had that even if I didn't rap. So to me, that, ki- that kind of came through with it and it kind of tricks people to be like, oh my God, this guy must be really good because he's rapping like he thinks he's really good. So I feel like there was an element of that in it as well. My background is a church background. So I, I saw, my dad's a preacher. So I grew up watching my dad perform. Not understanding his performance, but just seeing it as I don't I don't know any other I don't know any different. All I know is every Sunday since I was born, my dad stands up in front of people and speaks and gets a certain reaction, has a certain confidence about him when he does it. My mum gets up, she sings, has a certain confidence when she does it. So for me getting on stage, you just get up with that certain confidence.
0: And these are key roles in a community as well, right? It's not just what you do on the Sunday, this is this affects your day-to-day life and how you interact with people as well. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you even saying that isn't something I've ever thought about, but just now you mentioning it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it, that makes perfect sense because you're not just who you are when you're on stage, you're who you are when you stand off it as well. So that was always kind of I- important to, to me. For me to say, yeah, I'm, I'm a rapper, it was, I was always going to be a rapper. Like there was no way I w- wasn't, even if basketball had worked out which was my, my plan A, there was, rap was always going to be the plan B. It just got pushed to the front after basketball became a non-starter. So I was like, all right, cool. Now I, now I rap.
0: This process of adjustment, changing from plan A to plan B, I find that really difficult. I, I find it tough. But here, for Genesis Elijah, it sounds more like just jumping from one set of tracks to the next. There's this flexibility of thought taking place this inner confidence, an ability to adapt without it shaking your self-belief. That's important. But it's also tough when there's all these stats and figures
1: and this huge industry behind rap. How did you learn the business side of it? I honestly, to this day, I don't think I know the business side of it. Every day I'm learning something. Like every day, I'll see a little bit more behind the curtain, see a little bit more behind the facade. Um, and it's... It's cool in a way, but it's also disheartening as well because you grow up seeing this mansion and you see everyone walking in and out of this mansion. You're like, man, if I could just get in there, it's gonna be so sick. And everyone who comes out is like, yeah, man, it's wicked in there, it's lit. And then you 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 finally get through, and you you're like, wait, it's not even a real building. It's just a facade. It's just like a big like you know like the cowboy movies like you can just push it down. It's flat. There's nothing in it. There's only a, a few guys who at the top, really, really do what it looks like from the outside. And even that is propped up by so much um, industry fluff. So it, it's, 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 it's a, I don't know, it leaves a bit of taste in my mouth because at one side it's like, I wish it was, I wish Santa was real, but he's not. But at the same time I can buy presents for myself. So I'm kind of, you know what I mean? It's, that's the way I see it, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you have said to yourself back then? What advice would you have given?
1: I would have told myself like, bro, it's all fake, man. Don't really, don't watch it too tough. Like the stuff that you think is real is real for some people, but for most people it's not. And, and uh, it's funny as well, because you spend so much time going for the big, like the big crowds and the big things. But really what you need to do is really focus on, on really being local, like focus on what's small. Um, I had a conversation earlier with, um, with a rapper and I was saying to him, like, if you can get fifty diehard fans that are going to spend a hundred pounds a year, you're in a. You, if you can get to that spot, you're in a really good position, and you're you're probably doing better than a lot of guys who you see are getting the big streams and the big. I mean, the big numbers, um, because your overheads are still going to be quite small. If you get to a point where you have a thousand diehard fans that are spending a hundred pound a year, which again isn't a lot. It's a hundred pound a year, like. They're, they're buying two t-shirts, two albums, maybe a bundle. That's it. It's done. Like if you, and if you sell vinyl, then that's that's done in two vinyls. That's that I mean. So if you get to a point where you get a thousand people doing that, you're doing so much better than the majority of the industry because it's, and especially if you're doing it independently, it's yours. It's like, it's the, again, the overheads are really, are really small. Your ownership is really high you're, you're in control of everything. There's a, there's a massive part of um, a taxing part of being in the industry where you do the music, but you're not in control of anything around you. You're doing things you don't really want to do. You, you're not in a position to make decisions for yourself that you feel benefit you. Or, just, or it might be really simple. Something you just want to do because you want to do it. You want to do this song because you want to do it. you got people telling you, nah, that's not the right song to do. Like, You should do this. And that's all well and good when it goes well. But when it doesn't go well, then you're like, man, I didn't even want to do it in the first place. And I've seen loads of um, artists be in a position where they made music because they loved it. They wanted to get to a certain point. They got with, a, a whether it be a record label or a management company or even a production company. And they said, yo, listen... Let's do this. Let's go this direction. This is what's going to get you big. And they've gone, all right, cool. I don't really want to do it, but I'll do it. And it's taken, it takes so much out of you. Like every single time you you go towards putting a project together, you give so much of yourself. If it doesn't work out, it's so draining because it's, it's the equivalent of you're running towards this wall. You're going, because you you want to make it. You're running towards this wall and you're trying to break through. Every time you hit that wall and don't break through, you just fall back. You're just like, okay, I'll get up again and do it all again. And you walk back and then that's what you do every time. Now, if you can enjoy the run up and enjoy the bump and enjoy the fall back and just be what it is, that's cool. You'll be okay in the game. But if that hits you every time and every time you don't do... I don't know your, your your album drops it doesn't do 100,000 streams if that's going to hurt you then you're going to you're going to feel a certain way if yeah. you fail on your own terms it's cool if i if i do everything i want to do and it doesn't work i'm cool i can live with that but if i then decide you decide for me yo no we're going to do this instead i'm going to feel a way like man i just wanted to do what i wanted to do and i've seen so many people just quit over that just really going man I don't, have, I don't have the energy.
0: I know artists who've gone that way too, who've made work they didn't want to or, or tried to sound like someone else just to fit somebody's mould. It can be so easy to do that too. If I was approached by a label right now and they were offering a way to, to make a banger that works, but I'd have to change how I did things, I'd do what they said.
1: The maddest part about it is if I do it my way, and it works, then everyone will be like, oh yeah, now you did the right thing, you did the right thing. And to me, that's that's the way I want it to work. I I want it to, I want to be the person who does it, who does the thing that no one says can be done. Nobody, there's nobody in the industry here that is saying a 40-year-old rapper can be relevant at this time. Like, that's looked at as madness. Like, that is nuts. But, the mad part about that is, Like the people who actually listen to the music, they don't think that way. They just hear a song and go, yeah, no, I like that song. And if it blows, it blows. And then when it does blow, everyone will be like, oh, that could work. Okay, we're sorry for telling you that. It was never going to work. It did work. There's no rules. So there's no reason for you to ever have a middleman for you to reach your customer. Regardless of what you do, there's a audience out there for you that's just waiting to find you. If you can find your audience, regardless of what you do, all this other stuff doesn't matter. Like these, even the rules, like, that they came up with, these rules are, are nuts. They're just, they just, they're arbitrary. They were made out of nowhere. They, they decided, oh, it's about young people now. Young people, the music has to be young. We're not signing anybody over over 25 because... This is the demographic that we need to market to because for like, what's the reason when you start breaking it down and really digging into it, there is really no reason. And what's even funny is if you start looking back into the past, this idea of young artist wasn't even a thing. When you listen, going back to like before the Elvis Presley days, there were like 50 year olds and 60 year olds that were like the pop stars of the day. They just made the music. People listened to it because that's who had access to to the studios and, and to the game. Now we all have access to it on both ends. Spotify is free for everybody. So there's no reason for you to, to, have, it, to have these rules and be like, oh no, I have to make my music for, for these people or that. Nah, man, just do what you want. Trust me, there's someone else as weird as you who's going to go, yo, I like that.
0: Perhaps there's hope for my experimenting yet. Perhaps I should feel proud of how I write. I know in the short term that I do have to make changes and tweaks to my pattern of behavior, but that pattern is part of me still. And even if some MCs don't like the way that I write or think I should be writing the way that I do, it doesn't mean I have to change. I hadn't thought about it like that before. What do you think about the future like what's your thoughts on it from from this point on
1: um it's tough, and I think it's always too i think you like you have like your um i guess- prof- professional future where where am i going with 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 music and and all the things that lead off from music so the voiceover stuff that i do the acting i'm trying to do more of all that kind of stuff um i feel that's going in a in a in a quite a good A good way But at the same time It's like I'm not good with people So that's why I I focus on work Like Really? People can can be up and down And do what they do But For me The work's the work The work is always there I know where to find my mic I I know what I can do This is a This is a place Where I control This is my universe So I've always given More effort into that um, Because Number one You know that It's never gonna let you down Like music's never gonna you just you just know what it is. It's same with when I used to play basketball. The thing I love I love about basketball is the ball either goes through the hoop or it doesn't. It's binary. If I put the work in, I get the outcome. With people, it's very different. Um, yeah, yeah. And so when I think about the future, I do kind of feel like I need to spend more time cultivating that side of things. Um, being being more kind of working on communication, like how do you communicate with with people? And I feel like that's also something I've got from the pandemic. Um, being an introvert, for the most part, being a, being in the pandemic is cool. You don't see anyone. I've been social distancing for years, it's, it's nothing. But what, it's, what it forces you to do is really see the value of certain relationships um, and the value of what it means to be a friend. And whether that be like, even with, you have to be friend, friendly with family members. Like you can't just be family and be, be whatever. You have to kind of put in that effort. And that's in the future, that's something I want to put a lot more effort into. This
0: part of the interview was particularly interesting for me, I think. Just like me, Genesis Elijah has a pattern of creativity that he finds comfortable. It also happens to be a pattern that's proven really successful over the years. Even so, he's still looking to tweak that pattern. He knows it's not healthy to stay like that forever. You have to make changes. Perhaps noticing the patterns that develop in your work and in your life, and having the resilience to make tweaks to those patterns without beating yourself up about it. Perhaps, perhaps that's the most important thing. If you wanna be successful or just happier as an artist. What you're talking about kind of writing something, but not writing it is really interesting. I think I like try and do like a verse or, or something like that and see if I can go through that process and learn that.
1: It changes the, the patterns. It changes mm. how, where you, where you, you breathe um it becomes more natural a lot of times when you write you don't write breaths but when you record you have to because the breaths are naturally you're like oh i can't do that that doesn't work um and it just gives you it gives you way more way more freedom i feel like i feel like the page the the page is sometimes restrictive sometimes it's cool to have the 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 bars there yeah to, the lines on the page the guidelines to tell you yeah this is where the four bars end but sometimes you don't want the four bars to end. Sometimes you want the rhyme to carry on or, or not. There, there, there's, there's pluses and minuses to both stars, but for me, it's really just trying to bring all that, bring all that together, man, and just really get that, um, that feeling, man. It just makes it, to me, way more easier, way more natural to do.
0: I go away from my chat with Genesis Elijah feeling almost like I've been talking to a life coach I really appreciated the time he gave me and the thoughts that he shared. It made me decide to go back and listen to my track for Bruce. Walkies, that'll be fantastic. Just a little walkies. There's a treat, I'm ripping up my basket. Ditch the door keys Other catsies off the latch. It's not for pure bleeds. Ha, ha ha, I feel fantastic. Give me more cheese. Grr. Made to roam, give me belly rubs. Maybe some gravy bones. Give me back leg first. Go on then take me home. First, left me lip my leg and spray upon Amen. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. I do sound more comfortable on a beat now than I used to. My flow is better. I'm experimenting more with my voice. And you know what, Bruce did like it too. That's right, I did. Yeah, so perhaps I shouldn't feel bad. Perhaps what I want to do, what I find myself doing sometimes isn't compatible. It's just different to some artists see how easy it is to wallow, to become blocked by getting caught up in your own head. These lockdowns have been the perfect time to do just that. For Genesis Elijah, he carries a lot of info in his head, a ton of stats, plans and goals, but he does it whilst also believing in himself, trusting his gut, not letting his head get in the way of his heart. He does that in his writing too, but not writing. And maybe trying that, opening up a bit, perhaps that could help me finally write this banger. The following week, I booked in some studio time with my mate G, also known as Juxta. He's helped me produce pretty much every track for this series so far. Hey man, hey man, how you doing? You good? Right, yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. Yes, I'm nervous.
1: I oh, shouldn't be nervous. I don't know
0: what I'm doing. That The mixtape took so long.
1: Yeah, it did a little bit, but we got there in the end. I think, yeah, you're more seasoned now. You should be all right.
0: Maybe. I've had some good advice.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: We've agreed to spend six hours locked in his studio working on this banger. Now, that's a lot more than the 30 minutes it sometimes takes Genesis Elijah, but I've never tried to write lyrics without writing before. And that's at least how I want to start. The thought alone seems terrifying. After everything we've been through, I'm not even sure what will come out if I let loose. But either way, we're not leaving that studio until the bangers finished. Next time on Mark Can't Rap. This episode of Mark Can't Rap was written by me, Mark Grist. It featured an interview with Genesis Elijah and audio editing and production by Juxta. This podcast was supported using public funding by Arts Council England. Thanks for
1: listening.